Sadie Olson turned around the problem discovery that she and her family were gluten intolerant when, on their many trips abroad, they discovered cassava flour. Searching the world for the best product available, they've come up with a fantastic product that she says make the best gluten-free tortillas ever. Here's her story. Good morning, Sadie, and welcome to the Low Carb Paleo Show. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Mark, how are you today? I'm wonderful, thank you. And I trust you are both wonderfully well as well. I am, thank you. Super I, am, I am doing my best. <laughs> uh, so Sadie, you and I met at the 2016 Paleo FX in Austin and you own Otto's Natural, a company that produces a tasty cassava flour. I was so impressed by the quality of your products that um, I wanted to invite you to our show. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me so much. It's our pleasure. So let's start with um, what is your story and how did you become interested in cassava flour? You know, we were aware that we, my husband and I, John, we were aware that we were intolerant to grains for years, probably 10 years before the cassava flour even entered our minds. But we weren't super strict about it. Like it would ebb and flow how strict we were just depending on where, what country we were living in at the time, what was going on. But when I became pregnant with Otto, who is the namesake of the company, um, I became much more um, involved in my health and much more cognizant of what I was putting into my body and, and much more strict about um, my dietary restrictions. And and of course, along with pregnancy comes some ridiculously strong cravings. And I wanted, I wanted some very specific things. And I had a really hard time replicating them with no grains. I tried really, really hard to love co coconut flour, but it's just, it's terrible stuff. <laughs> you know, unless you really love the taste of coconut in everything, which I don't. Mm. Um, so I went out on a search for an alternative and um, searched high and low for just anything different, visited a lot of ethnic uh, stores. Um, thankfully, I was living in an area at the time that had a lot of options. Went to Indian health food stores, went to African, went to Spanish, went all over the place trying every single flower I could get my hands on. Um, and eventually came across a, uh, a cassava flower that was made in Africa, actually, and I was really impressed by it. It had some, some drawbacks, but it was baking up really well most of the time, and I, was, I really was liking it. It had a very strong um, taste and smell, though, because their cassava flour is fermented. Um, we can get into that a little bit more later, but, um, but anyway, it, it led me to search for something along that, those lines, but processed differently so that it wouldn't have the sour smell and taste that, that we were experiencing. And so was born both autos eventually. <laughs> so uh, um, why, where is that sour taste coming from? Um, it's the fermentation. So in Africa and, and usually in the, in, sorry, I'm getting tongue tied a little bit. In the traditional process of making cassava flour, they, they hand peel it and then they sun dry it for three to five days usually. Mm. Um, so, you can imagine, um, you know, that moist environment for a couple of days fermentation happens. And that's actually a really good thing. It's not a bad thing. It, 
it allows them to naturally break down the cyanide compounds that naturally occur in cassava. Um, so for, um, you know, countries without big ovens and without a lot of um, resources, it's actually pretty genius way to, mm. to process it. But fermentation adds a really strong flavor that they are used to in their culture and they actually enjoy it and that's awesome. Um, but for our Western palates, we don't want that um, sour, kind of musty occasionally flavor in our baked goods, like muffins and cakes and cookies, the lighter things like that. It just doesn't um, appeal to our palate. And so that was um, why we, we looked for something that was processed differently and skipped that whole um, part of the, the process. Especially also because if you imagine three to five days of a moist environment is a really awesome environment for mold growth as well. So that was also a big drawback, especially being pregnant. I didn't want to expose my system to, to the chance of um, mold. Right, right. So they, they ferment the, these uh, roots and we'll, we'll need to explain that too. Um, the same way as they do for like coffee and, and cocoa as well. Uh, cocoa you know, natural cocoa beans. So um, to go back a little bit, um, what is cassava? Uh, uh, I do know it's a root, but can you explain more what, what is it? You know, that's, that's actually a really great way to, to describe it. It's a tuberous root vegetable, exactly. It's a real, if you might've seen it in the grocery store, it's real ugly. It's these really big, long brown um, roots. Um, and oftentimes they're, well, all the time in this country, they're coated with a shiny waxy coating um, as a preservative to help them because they don't, the roots don't stay fresh, um, but mm -hmm. a very few days without that coating and they have to schlep them over from, um, you know, overseas. They don't grow here domestically. Yeah, schlep, that's a very... Um, technical term. Technical term. <laughs> And what's, a, what's another name for cassava? Because um, if you're not, you know, I happen to be born in Africa, so I kind of know about the, the name, but what is another name for it in this country? A lot of Spanish-speaking people call it yuca, Y-U-C-A, not to be confused with yucca, which is two C's and part of the cactus family. Okay. So. Okay. So... Uh, how did you go around this fermentation process and um, and flavor to make it more palatable for us? It's actually it's actually baked instead of sun dried, so that's how we do it. So it's processed within thirty six hours of harvest. So it's really nice, fresh roots, and then it's it goes through a heat process. So it comes to you fully cooked, ready to eat, completely safe, and free of that fermentation step. Okay, so unlike wheat, uh, the the root is actually baked before it's made into a flour, is that right? Exactly. And that doesn't affect, uh, affect at all the further baking uh, later on? No, it actually is better for it. it we are able to get the, the humidity levels um, just right for a flour to bake with. So it helps it. Also, um, some flours are dehydrated um, in other countries instead of the baking process or instead of the fermentation process. And those bags um, will sometimes even come with a warning label on them, do not consume before cooking. Um, 
And so we skip all of that danger here. So uh, even some people are putting flour in like their, um, their recovery drinks after they're working out and they wouldn't be able to do that if we, if we didn't cook it beforehand. Now you used a word earlier that will probably strike fear in most people, um, cyanide. Can you explain how that is taken out of the, the final product? Sure. Well, first of all, um, there are two different kinds of cassava or yucca root. Um, they're known as a sweet variety and a bitter variety. And the bitter variety has exponentially more um, cyanogenic compounds than the sweet variety does. So we start with a sweet variety only, much lower um, amount in, to start with. And then most of it lives right in that brown, ugly outer skin peel of it and so that's completely removed um, before we ever start that's like the first step and then um, and then there's a little bit that exists right in the sub layer right below that skin and so any residual cyanogenic compounds are um, destroyed in the heating process so that that baking step that we have breaks that down and every batch is lab tested to make sure that it's well below the acceptable limits of safety. Okay, okay. So, um, my understanding is your product is uh, gluten-free and paleo. Is that right? Absolutely. So yucca is naturally gluten-free. Um, it's processed in gluten-free facilities, so we don't have any risk of cross-contamination, um, and it's also naturally paleo-friendly. So we're actually been certified through the Paleo Foundation. Now, I know both, both are roots, uh, but what's the difference between cassava flour and tapioca? That's a great question, one we get all the time. Um, so tapioca is really the extracted starch of the yucca or the cassava root, whereas cassava flour is, the, is everything but the peel. So it has all the, the natural fiber still included. And that's really the difference between a starch and a flour. One has fiber, one doesn't have fiber. So mm -hmm. tapioca is really more akin to like a cornstarch um, okay. as opposed to like the cornmeal. Like you couldn't bake cornbread using just cornstarch instead of cornmeal. And the same is true with tapioca. You can't bake a recipe with tapioca that calls for cassava flour, all-purpose flour. You just get a massive gummy mess. Right, right, right. Another technique. Um, yeah, another technique. Um, so what products can you make with uh, cassava flour, the same as uh, you would with wheat, pretty much? Pretty much. Um, there are a lot, of, a lot of recipes that you don't need additional flours for that you can just use cassava flour in. The easiest ones are um, cakes and pancakes, crepes. Um, you can make a roux with it very easily, just like you would wheat flour. Um, you, can make, you can make almost anything. We do find that in recipes that require yeast, um, that there, it's not a, it's not a one-to-one -one sub, but um, we do have recipes available that have been optimized for cassava flour available for anyone. Okay, okay. Um, we'll talk about that too. Where do you, where do you get your cassava from? Is it from Africa or is it from Latin America? Brazil. Ours Brazil. is exclusively okay. from Brazil, yeah. And uh, what makes their cassava products better than the one coming from other countries, for example? 
Um, you know, I really think it comes down to just expertise. Like they're, they have, um, they have experience processing it in, in ways that the, that the plants in Africa just don't. They're, they're usually doing it in the sun-dried and the fermented way, and they've got lots of experience in Africa doing it that way. But mm -hmm. Brazil just, you know, they have like 13 different cassava flowers on the market, all like slightly different from each other. They have a lot of experience in, in doing it different ways and coming at it from different directions. Going back to recipes, uh, do you have a cookbook or uh, a book available using cassava flour or all the recipes on the website? Um, I don't have a cookbook. I've been wanting to do an ebook of like best of Instagram and compiling a lot of those recipes, but it takes a lot of time to get permissions for reprinting and things like that. So I'm working on that. Um, but in the meantime, there are a couple of um, bloggers that have put cookbooks out. Um, Zen Belly and predominantly Paleo have both put a couple of cookbooks out that use um, cassava flour quite a bit. There's Paleo Soups and Stews. There's the new Yiddish cookbook, which has um, a really popular bagel recipe in it that's phenomenal. Um, mm. There's also a brand new one out called um, Paleo Cooking with Your Instant Pot or something like that <clears throat> that's super, super popular and people are loving. Um, so there are resources out there. We do have a handful of recipes on our website. Um, and there are like something like 500 recipes available on our Pinterest page for people to resource where we've kind of compiled everybody's recipes that have published on the web and, and tried to get those all together for people. Nice. And uh, what is the name of your website again? Autosnaturals.com. O-T-T-O-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com. Great, great. Um, can you tell us about the good news about Whole Foods Market? Yes. Uh, we're launching nationally with Whole Foods in March, which we're super, super excited about. Wow. That's a big, a big step. Uh, are you ready for it? Like extra <laughs> volume and... My stress level has increased exponentially. Uh, yeah, I think we are. I think we are ready for it. It's going to double our um, store amount that we're in. I think we're in um, maybe 350, 400 stores um, around the country at the moment, and that will um, that will increase in March by 425. So it's a, wow. it's a big deal. And also, yeah. we're going into HEB in Texas, which you're familiar with. We're going yeah. into 100 HEB stores in yeah. in May as well. Cool. Also, you've, uh, will you be back at uh, Paleo FX this year? Absolutely. Absolutely. We love Paleo FX. I'll see you there. Excellent. You Thank there. you. Speaking of diets, what is your current diet now? What, what, uh, are you still um, sensitive to grain? Do you, do you cook or do you bake only with cassava? Do you use other flours? Um, you know, we have a few recipes that add in a little bit of extra flowers here and there, like um, the pizza recipe that we did along with Planks Love and Guacamole. She, we, there's like um, a few tablespoons of arrowroot flour in there and one tablespoon of my beloved coconut flour, which I tried mm -hmm. to work out but couldn't. Sometimes it's needed. And uh, that is a great recipe. And so we do use some other flours in that one. But primarily, yeah, we use cassava flour um, in everything. Otto actually, I think, thinks that all flour is cassava flour. I'm not sure he's even aware that there's other flours out there. Right. Um, 
our current diet is, um, is grain-free. Um, I have not been able to get over um, our intolerances to grain. In fact, I'm one of the unlucky ones that can't even do rice. I know a lot of people on paleo do, um, do rice as well, but rice is actually harder on my system than, than wheat is for some reason. Mm-hmm. So um, we're, we're pretty restricted. Although, interestingly, we can go to Italy um, and have pasta there without reaction, but I can't yeah. touch it stateside. Yeah. I have the same issue when I go back to France. I have no problem whatsoever with mm-hmm. sensitivity. When I come back here, then I get I get rashes if I eat if I eat breads, you know, in this country or bread products. So mm-hmm. going back to the to the flavor because it um, it's intriguing to me when you compare to um, other flours, is there a noticeable uh, flavor difference, uh, let's say, compared to wheat, compared to coconut or other gluten-free flours? There's a huge difference next to coconut flour, for sure, because coconut has such a strong flavor to it. There is some difference, definitely, between um, an all-purpose flour and cassava flour, although it's um, it's, it's certainly not as big of a difference. Cassava has its own flavor for sure, but I've heard people describe it as like the flavor strength of a white potato. Like it has its own flavor, but you put enough butter on it and you're really just tasting the, the butter. It's kind of a vehicle, right? Okay. And so that's how cassava flour is, is it's neutral enough. Um, we're like in the, we have um, a tortilla recipe on the back of our bag that is cassava flour, water, salt, and two tablespoons of olive oil. And it's a mild enough flavor that if you're not using a good quality olive oil, um, you're not, you're going to taste the olive oil. You're right. not going to taste the cassava flour. So we really encourage people to make sure that they use um, an olive oil where they enjoy the flavor of it. Otherwise. Right, right. And so uh, of all these recipes, which one is your current favorite recipe? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I think the ones that are in the biggest rotation around our house are the tortillas for sure, because they're just so fast and easy and simple. Um, the French bread recipe on our website, we make quite a bit, um, both in baguette and in, in loaf form. And um, the, the pizza recipe, we make for our parties a lot. And the chocolate chip cookie recipe are, is what, those are our biggest rotations. We bring those to a lot of parties so we can have a sweet treat. Right. And so your friends, when you, uh, when you bring pizza or cookies, do they know, can they tell the difference? Do they, do, do you even tell them? I do tell them because we have a lot of gluten-free friends too. So they, they always want to know if it's safe for them to eat or it's not. And so all of our friends know that it's, it's uh, cassava flour that we're making, but um, you know, it all disappears. So it seems like they like it. Just a, just a quick question, really. Um, Obviously, it's being gluten-free. That's a, a brilliant bonus for anybody who is gluten-sensitive. Are there any other health benefits to, uh, to, to cassava flour or using cassava for stock? Um, you know, anecdotally, we hear a lot from diabetics that are saying that even though the carb content is high, uh, just as high as like an all-purpose flour, they don't see blood sugar spikes. Um, so that is really interesting, and, and we're looking into why that might be. Maybe there's some resistant starch in it. We're not sure. It's been a little bit tough to, um, to get lab tests to, to verify that, but um, that has been a big bonus for a lot of people is that it's, it's not negatively affecting their blood sugar um, as you would expect something would do with the carb content that it has. 
Excellent. I'm going to just tread on Alan's toes a minute here and sort of ask about the, um, uh, if you like the chemical interaction that the farmers might use. Are you, are you sure that uh, the cassava that you get is, is naturally produced? There's no pesticides or that sort of thing on it? That's a really tough question. Um, we are non-GMO project verified, so we start there. And then the, the real deal is that our supplier purchases from all the local independent farmers that surround the facility. Um, cassava is not a widely sprayed food to start with, which is no. in our favor. Um, it's also really drought resistant, so chemical fertilizers are not generally used because they're, they're not necessary. Um, and it's actually been noted, I've got some references that show that pesticides are not, um, they're not cost effective to use on yucca anyways, because the, the two main blights that affect cassava don't respond to chemicals. That's not to say that somebody isn't buying into some salesman that comes by and says, hey, try this. So hmm. we, while we don't have third party verification um, to ensure that none of the small farmers that we're purchasing from ever use it. Um, we do test the flower once a year to see what's going on with it. And so far, two years in, there have been no quantifiable levels of pesticide detected in the flower. I have, another, I have another question, if I may. Uh, Fiber-wise, um, is um, for people that have sensitive digestive system like IBS and Crohn's disease and inflammation, uh, does the fiber affect them or is it, you know, do they digest it well? That's a great question and I'm not sure that I have the answer to it. I haven't received any specific feedback from people with those things. I know that some people um, have said that they need to stay away from hot, things with high starch content in it um, that, that tend to not digest cassava flour well because it does have a high starch content in it. I haven't specifically heard about the, the fiber aspect though, so I'm sorry I don't have an answer to that. Okay. Obviously it's, uh, it's available in more and more places in, this, in the States and I guess that, that filters over into Canada as well somewhat? Um, there's a company called Flower Confections that carries it and, and ships nationwide in Canada. So they've been super helpful for us to work with. Excellent. What about Europe? Have you come over to Europe yet? So there is a brand new person looking, um, feeling their way through Sweden um, to see if there is uh, some long-term interest there. Um, there is also um, distributors in both Australia and New Zealand carrying it. Mm. Oh, that's good. Hopefully we'll be in UK soon, but it's, uh, it's, uh, there have been several people interested and, and nobody that's actually bitten yet. <laughs> yes, it's, well, it's quite an undertaking, isn't it, to sort of take on a new territory. So I'm, I understand that. Aside, aside the flour, are there any other products that you're, uh, going, you're into or you're going to get into? Uh, there are a few things that are coming down the pike that we're in R&D with right now. Nothing that I can, uh, that we're close enough to announce yet, but mm -hmm. hopefully there will be some exciting things this year. Okay. I mean, just, just as an overall thing, is that going to be finished products or is that going to be ingredient type products? Both. Both. Excellent. So there's lots to look out for. Yeah. So we have to keep our eyes peeled on your website. Yeah, it's a big, uh, big secret. So we'll have to invite you back. Huh? <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
<laughs> Super job. Well, can you remind us of your website once again, please? Sure. Autosnaturals.com. O-T-T-O-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com. And that, that is Cassava Flower Central, I take it, in, uh, yes. for, for everything, for recipes, for the recipes, I, you know, we're, we're a little bit understaffed at the moment. So we don't have copious amounts of recipes on there. Um, but please follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram is by far the, where most of the recipes appear. So we'll repost from other bloggers. And then again, Pinterest is where they live. Thank you again, Sadie, for being on the Local Paleo Show. And as we say in Texas, à votre santé, yo. Thank you so much, both of you. I really appreciate being here. It's, it's been lovely having you. Thank you. It is always a pleasure. So.